Welcome to Parenting with Pam, with me, your host, Pamela Query. I am a certified hand-in-hand parenting instructor, and I am here to help you keep your cool while still getting your kids to cooperate, so you can parent in a peaceful way and actually enjoy being a parent. That means no more endless negotiating, lecturing, or explaining, no need for threats, bribes, or consequences, no more daily yelling. So if you want to create a peaceful home, I'm here to show you how. Welcome, dear parents. Today, I'm going to talk about how we can gently help our kids whenever screen time is over and we want screen time to end. So it can be such a struggle for parents. So many parents talk to me about the battles they have, the meltdowns, the fights, the arguments, the frustrations on both sides whenever it is time for screen time to end. So if you're one of those parents, I mean, I, do, I don't know if there's a parent out there if you use screens, if your kids have access to, to screens, um, I don't know if there's a parent out there who hasn't had an argument over screen time ending. So you're certainly not alone with this. It's really, really common and it's really normal. And there's also lots that we can do to support our children with this. Now, different families, we have very different rules around uh, screen time. And I'm not going to talk about that today, about you know how much screen time your children should be having or that you want them to be having or you know all the all the complexities of that um that's for that's for another time uh so but whatever whatever place you're at you know maybe you have very limited screen time maybe your kids only get a a film on a a movie at the weekend or maybe they have uh, a a limited amount of maybe they watch some tv during the week and they get to play video games at the weekend or maybe you are more um laid back about it and maybe your kids have more screen time and that works for your family so whatever works for your family is absolutely fine but I think for most of us there is a time when we need to get our kids off the screens maybe it's dinner time maybe it's time to to leave the house maybe they've had their a lot of time for the day or the week and you've decided it's time to to turn the screens off um, and this is often when the the battles occur the the, the frustrations the upsets happen um, and what can often happen if if our children have quite a big reaction to the to the end of screen time, what I hear from parents is that what often happens is that they are afraid to turn the screens off so they avoid it. And often that means their children end up with more screen time that they had planned uh, or they, you know, it, they feel out of control with that because they are um, parents are struggling to set those limits so they can avoid them sometimes and then you end up going into it with even more frustration because now your child has had you know an hour more of screen time than what you had planned and you still don't want you still have to deal with the with getting them off the screens so that can lead lead to a lot of extra frustration okay so but then you know the typical picture often in our house would be that you know our kids would get a little bit of screen time before while I'm making dinner and then the dinner is ready and uh I need to get them off the screens and then it turns into this argument to want to get off the screens um or you know maybe it's in the morning time um and you know you need to get on and get things done and get ready and and you're, you've got into this pattern of children getting some screens in the morning and then it turns into a big fight and then you feel like you just get off on the wrong foot for the day uh and I'm sure all of us have been in that situation where our kids are like begging us for one more episode or one more level on their game and um 
uh, or or else you can't even get them to respond you know it's like there's they're vacant you know you can't you can't even get them to engage they're so absorbed in their screens uh that they've disappeared into this world and that you can't even get their attention to try and and, and drag them out and i think it's really good to notice what your child struggles with in terms of screens is there a difference uh you know obviously back in back when we were children we only had tv and we only had a few cartoons at, at tea time or saturday mornings but now children have access to so much there's so much choice and they also have all their devices as well uh but you know what i noticed was that with my kids there's a big difference uh, depending on what type of screen use they're doing so i i invite you to notice that you know how are they with tv if they're watching something on the tv versus on their tablet with their headphones on playing a game or playing a game on the on the, the switch or their or their playstation or whatever it might be uh, or if they are watching youtube maybe because what i have found and i don't know if, if you find the same thing is that uh, whenever children are on their devices, if, if they're watching something on their tablet and they've got their headphones on and they can just really disappear into this world a lot versus you know, the TV, there's a bit more distance. They're more aware of what's going on around them um, and they, they get less sucked into it. And also with YouTube and with gaming, these are very much set up in a way to draw our children in, to grab their attention and to keep their attention. Um, and that can mean it, it's it's a lot more difficult to uh, get them out of it and to disentangle them from it. Um, and, you know, I think that for, especially for under 10s, this, the more they immerse in it, the more difficult it is for them to navigate that and for them to control that, they can get very swept away by it. So, you know, it, it's if you if you are having a lot of difficulties around setting limits around screens, it might be best to stick to the TV for as long as possible. Um, and because that's certainly less absorbing. Now, TV is it's like it's not competing. It feels like it's competing with uh, YouTube and gaming and, and the cartoons are getting more um, frantic and more uh you know attention grabbing and the, the way they edit them uh, there's a lot more going on so it's good to look at the content of what our children are watching as well and, and how that can be very very absorbing and so notice that and and you can make decisions around that you know um that you know let's go with tv today and and maybe keep gaming only for weekends or less commonly or or um you know it's okay to have limits around those things but i don't want to get into that too much today it's just something to think about uh, and it's good to notice as well and it's good to be aware that screens are disconnecting and even if we think about our own screen use we can feel quite disconnected whenever we come off screens ourselves so it's the same for our children um, and we just need to take that into account that, you know, that's OK. We can reconnect with them again and um, afterwards we can gather them back into us. We can reconnect. Um, that's completely fine. And the other thing is, is it's good to notice as well that some kids are very different from other kids around screens. Some kids seem seem to be able to transition easily. They can they're you know, they're maybe not that interested in screens. They'll watch them for a little while. And then whenever it's time to turn them off, they're like, yeah, no problem. They bounce off the screens and they go into the next activity seamlessly and everything is fine. But for many kids, there's more of a struggle involved. They struggle to move on. They struggle to disconnect. 
they get very drawn into the screens and then it's really hard to draw them back out again into the world. Um, or they can feel quite disconnected. It can have quite an effect on them, on their nervous system. They can get very sort of overstimulated by it. And we need they need our help to uh, reconnect afterwards to to help them their nervous system to settle down to help them feel more grounded afterwards and um, so it's very and you know i think our, our more sensitive kids they're more sensitive to the stimulation of screens all the signs and the colors and the the attention grabbingness of it all so i think it's good just to know that some kids are different than others and and it's not good to compare you know if there's another kid that just seems to manage this easily well that's not your kid and that's just not how it is and and we just have to deal with the child that is in front of us. Um, and, you know, many parents say to me, I just want my child to be able to turn off their screen without this huge battle, without making it into this big, huge thing. I just want this to, I just want it to be easy. Um, and I think it is important to, to realise that screens are designed very specifically to draw children in, to grab their attention. They are designed to release the dopamine in their brain. So it's actually, you know, these reward centers in their brain. So it's actually um, a brain chemistry thing that, that, that has been tapped into. And it is hard to fight against that. Um, so it's hard for children just to, you know, it's, it's very difficult for us just to give that order, not order, but give that instruction and say to them, right, okay, screen time is over. It's really hard for some kids just to, to take that in, to disconnect from the screen, to drag themselves away and to move on. That's a big ask for a lot of children. They need our help and they need our support with it. And I always like to, with all these parenting, all the things our kids struggle with, I love to put myself in my children's shoes um, and try and see it from what's going on from their perspective. Why is this a struggle for them? Um, and that really helps me to be more compassionate towards them. It helps me, um, it gives me more of an understanding of why they're struggling with this thing. So, um, you know, if, let's put ourselves in our kids' shoes for a minute. You know, we've provided them with these screens. They're highly entertaining. They've been designed to be highly entertaining. They're highly addictive. They're getting these dopamine hits. So of course, it's going to be hard for kids to put these down easily. And, you know, if we partner that with the fact that um, uh, that children lose their sense of connection with us whenever they're on screens, they're very much connected, plugged into the screen and not to us. So they've, they've lost that sense of relationship and that sense of connection. And that makes it harder for them to listen to us and to pay attention and to do what we're asking them to do. Um, and also, we need to remember that our children have a very immature prefrontal cortex that that's our thinking brain at the front here um, and the thinking brain doesn't mature until our kids are well into their 20s and the thinking brain is what it does is it is in charge it's what makes us human it's this executive function it's our impulse control it's our decision making it's our rational thinking it's our good judgment so kids don't have control of that um, the younger they are the less mature that is um, so it's really, really hard for them to have that impulse control, to have that forward thinking, OK, I've had enough screen time. I need to go and do something else with my day now. It's very, very hard. for, And that's where they need our help. That's where they need our thinking brain, our wisdom um, our maturity to come in and support them with that. And the thing is, it's also really good to look at ourselves as well. 
um, and our own relationship with screens and how hard it is for many of us to put down our phones and how we get very drawn into that um, and how difficult it can be for us to regulate our, our own screen use. Um, and I think it's important not to hold our children to higher standards than ourselves. And when we when we think of our own screen use, then I, it really helps me to empathise with how hard it is for my kids to to put down the screens. Um, and I often think as well that I would I would love sometimes to have a caring adult to come over to me and say, OK, I think you've been on that screen long enough. Why don't you put it down? Let me help you. Um, let's go and find something else to do. So um, I, I know that I could certainly benefit from that at times, especially when I'm feeling disconnected. And, and you know, it's good to think about how would that, how, what, what would I respond best to? You know, if, if somebody came over to me and said, oh, you've been on the screens long enough. You know, this is this is ridiculous. You know, you've got your you've spent so long on your phone and, you know, that this kind of judgment coming in, you know, you should be ashamed of yourself type of thing. Um, and, you know, that that just leads to me like resisting and pushing back and saying well you know I've been doing this and they've been doing that and and you know justifying myself and if you if you compare that to if somebody came up to you and, and gently was like okay what do you think I think maybe you've had enough let me help you move on there's other things and I'm willing to help you and I'm willing to hang out with you and, and connect with you and spend some time with you um, and, that, and that's going to be a much more effective way to support our children with uh, coming off screens. Um, Okay, so let's get back to this parental expectation, this this dream, the ideal of, um, you know, I just want my child to be able to switch off their screen without a big fight. So if your child really struggles with ending screen time, and, you know, every day is the same struggle, then, you know, I think I would just invite you to let go of that expectation that they're just suddenly one day going to be able to put the screen down easily. Um, you know that things aren't going to suddenly change around this i think if you're so i think it's good to expect the expect the upset if this is something that your kid struggles with it's going to be the same today and it's going to be the same tomorrow and we can expect that and we can manage that and we can find ways to support them with that rather than just having the story in our head oh for goodness sake can they not just put the screen down um, and I think it is really helpful whenever we are going in to support our kids with turning off their screens that we think about what's going on in our own heads. Like what stories are we telling ourselves in our own head? Because we tend to get very wound up before we even go in to turn the screen off. Um, and, you know, most likely it's probably some kind of story. It's going to be different for everyone, but it could be like, you know, why won't my child just obey me? They are so ungrateful after everything I've done. I've been here cooking dinner for them. And this is the thanks I get, you know, whenever it's time to turn the screens off. I wouldn't have dared act like that. But, you know, I would have just done what I was told when I was a child. And, um, you know, this leads to us feeling frustrated. We're, we're feeling we go into this interaction feeling impatient and maybe even angry, not a lot of empathy. So I think what's really important, the first thing we do is that we notice what's coming up for us and we take care of those feelings. I think the best way to take care of those feelings is through listening partnerships where you get to go away and work on those feelings of frustration and my child should, why, why will they not obey me? And this is ridiculous. And when we can we can take that to uh, an empathic listener. 
then that can really, really help us to get that out of our system. And then we can get the empathy back towards our own kids and, and notice what they're going through and be a partner with them and be on their side with it rather than going into this uh, this battle with them, this standoff with them. So that's really important. Uh, you can, if you don't have a listening partnership, you can talk to a friend, you can talk to your partner, you can journal about it. But it's really good to get these thoughts out of your head so that you can come to this interaction um, with more empathy, more patience, more connection, more warmth. So that's the first thing is to take care of those feelings. Um, and, you know, if the, the next thing is, if this is something our children always struggle with, if we anticipate the upset, if we expect it, then we can approach things more calmly. Um, and it, to be honest, I think it is completely normal and completely acceptable for a child to be grumpy when screen time is over. Um, your child is not being rude. They're not being um, disrespectful. They're just struggling. They're just struggling with this big challenge of screens. And the thing is that, you know, what if we actually welcome this upset? If we welcome the tears, we don't have to shy away from our children's upset around screens. Um, and you know, if we make the, the space and if we feel resourced enough, it's actually a great opportunity to let our children fully express their upsets um, and shed some of that emotional tension that they're carrying that they're carrying around. In hand in hand parenting, we talk about the emotional backpack that our children carry around. So we all carry around this emotional backpack and it's full up with all those feelings from the day and from the week and from earlier times. Um, and those feelings are always looking for an opportunity to come out, to be felt, to be heard, to be witnessed. Um, and that's actually what helps our children to heal from all the difficult things that happen to them in life. Um, so. Our children have their emotional backpacks on and when they start to cry about screen time ending, you know, maybe it's not really even about the screens. Yes, they might not want the, the, the programme to end, but if they're having a big reaction, then, you know, maybe it's about something else. Maybe they're letting us know that they had a hard day at school. Maybe they are taking the opportunity to let go some big feelings about how that now they have a little brother or a little sister that um, they, they struggle with. Maybe there's other stressful things going on in their lives. Um, and they often kids use a small interaction like you setting a limit around screens to offload, to have a big reaction and to, to let out all those big feelings that they've been holding on to tightly all day and that are really weighing them down with their little emotional backpack. So this can really be, we can see this as a real opportunity to connect with our children, to listen to their upset. If you're able to, if you have the capacity, but if you have this understanding of how children's emotions work and how they often use these small incidents to have a big reaction, and then you can plan that in, you can expect it, you can anticipate it, um, you can welcome it. And that, that really does help to increase your capacity. Uh, if, you, if you're going in, you've only got five minutes to, to get out the door or if your dinners, if you've made dinner and it's sitting on the table and you need to get them on the screens and it feels very rushed, then you're not going to have, have the space, the, the emotional capacity to actually listen to them. So um, we can really turn this around. Um, if we give ourselves that understanding, if we give ourselves a bit more time and space to manage this, then we can turn this time of conflict into a time of connection. So how can we do that? So this is how I would approach it. Um, I'm going to take you through step by step. So the first thing is 
expecting the upset. Go in there, you know it's it's happened yesterday, it's happened last week. It's happened every time you've tried to turn the screens off. So there, there is going to be upset. That is absolutely okay. It's okay for them not to be happy about this. It's hard to turn screens off. They're going to have big feelings about it. That is, that's what it is to be human. It's absolutely okay to, for them to have this big upset. So you go in expecting the upset. The next thing you do is you take a deep breath slow it down a little bit remind yourself that you are good your child is good they haven't done anything wrong they aren't being naughty they aren't being disobedient they're just having a hard time they're just struggling with this interaction so you can calm your own nervous system down so you can come into it feeling calm feeling resourced feeling ready to listen the next thing that you're going to do is you're going to bring the limit there's no point in shouting from the next room or shouting from across the room. You need to get in close to your child whenever you are bringing the limit. Get in as close as you can. They need to feel your connection. They need to be in relationship with you in order to, for you to be able to set that limit. So you need to get in physically close. You also need to connect with them. You need to draw them out of their screen and make them help them to realize that you're there. And, and taking a few minutes just to connect with them in that way can make a huge difference. Um, so get in next to them, spend a few minutes connecting with them, ask them what's happening in their game, uh, ask them what they're watching. And, you know, also this is a time just to, to figure out what's going on for them. Are they feeling, does it look like they're quite disconnected? Um, what stage are they at? In, in their game, you know, because if somebody walks in and just like, you know, they're about to finish a level that they've been really working hard at and they need to get to a checkpoint or something, and you just come in and switch everything off, like that's going to be really upsetting to them because they put a lot of effort into that. Or if they've been watching an episode of TV, they've invested in it, there's just a few minutes left and they want to find out what's, what's happened, um, that's going to be hard for them just to switch off right at the end. You wouldn't like somebody to do that to you either. So I think it's good to assess the situation if they've just got a couple of minutes left on the on the show they're watching or if they're just about to finish a level or just get to the next phase then you know you can say yeah sure oh i'd love to watch you as you get to this part and you can connect with them and stay with them um just until they get to the to the end of whatever it is but you know if there's if dinner's ready and they've just started a new episode of something it's absolutely okay to say i'm sorry you're not going to have time to watch the rest of this we need to switch it off now and um, that's absolutely okay to set that limit. So then once we've connected with them, we've assessed the situation and we've decided now is the time, it's time to switch it off now. Then we we bring the limit, we set the limit. And for many of us, limit setting, when we were children, it was done with harshness, it was done sternly, it was more like a punishment. Um, and it doesn't have to be that way. We can set a limit really warmly and lightly and with connection and we can say okay it's time to turn it off okay i'm gonna help you i know oh you've loved having you've loved watching your show and now dinner's ready i'm gonna help you get off so you can do it really warmly uh, and lightly you can do it playfully um it doesn't have to be this big stern you know you must listen to me so what you're doing is you're going in with this attitude that you're partnering with your child and you're going to support them and help them and then the next part is really important as well and that is to listen to any upset listen to the frustration listen to the upset listen to the grumpiness 
it's normal, it's okay. In fact, it's really helpful. Your child is simply offloading their their frustrations. They're simply showing you how they feel. And that is absolutely okay. All they need in the moment is for you to keep offering your connection. You're on, you're unruffled, you're feeling um calm, as calm as you can. It's no big deal. You just let it wash over you. You can gently put your hand on their device or put the hand on the remote and say, yeah, it's time. We're going to turn it off now. Um, there's no if you can make space for this, you know, don't rush it. There's no urgency. And you know what? The more you listen to the upset, the more you're OK with that and let them get it all out of their system, the easier it's going to be the next time. Uh, the more they can clear out this emotional tension and the more flexible the more willing, the more easily it's going to come the next time. Instead of shutting it all down, when we shut it all down and and um, it turns into a moment of disconnection and and um, disagreement and you know and you 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 are giving your children this message that it's not okay to be upset about this, it's not okay to be grumpy. You're shutting it all down and it's like you're just packing it in for the next time when it's going to like just pop out twice as big and twice as angry. So it's absolutely okay to, for your child to feel the full range of human emotions. That's okay. You can be with that. You don't need to fix anything. You don't need to do anything other than offer your connection. And obviously keep yourself safe and keep the TV safe. They're not throwing things around. They're not trying to hit you. You can, you know, you're saying, no, I'm not going to let you hit me. Oh, I'm not going to let you throw that remote. I'm going to put my hand here. Keep everybody safe. No big deal. It's absolutely fine, though, for you to for you to be upset about this. The other thing, um, the other thing to remember is that you can set a playful limit and um, having some playfulness around screen times ending can really help to diffuse the power struggles um, and it can really bring in the connection if you're if you can be playful with it. Um, so if you can introduce any kind of um, playfulness, um, you know, a great one that used to that we used to do with my kids when they struggled with the screens was we would sort of end up turning it into a wrestle and like I'd get the screen off and then I would have the remote and I'd be rolling around the floor and, and the kids would be trying to get it off me and I'd do it in a really playful way and sometimes I'd let them grab the remote and then I would act all shocked that they got the remote off me and then I would wrestle them and try and get it back or turn it into a game of chase and um, those often you have to listen to some of the upset before they can get to that playful side so if you just notice if you're trying to sidestep the big feelings you have to get through the feelings first often before they can <clears throat> before they can approach this with playfulness so um it's not the playfulness is not a way to avoid the feelings um it kind of it's it's, it's just a way to connect and if they've got a lot of big feelings you might need to listen to those first another game we used to play is that we had a you know, we could switch the TV off at the TV. You know, there's a button to switch it off at the TV. And I used to go over and go, oh, I'm going to switch it off. Um, and um, then they would, I would, I would switch it off and then they would run up and try and switch it on again. And I would be like picking them up and throwing them onto the sofa and I'm not going to let you turn it back on and wrestling them and pulling them. And then they would inevitably get and push the button. And I would be very shocked that they turned it back on again. And we would keep this going for quite some time. And that was a great way to introduce lots of connection, lots of playfulness, diffuse the tension around screens. So that is something that worked really well too. So those are that's my that's my system for um, supporting our kids with 
um, with ending screen time. So it's not something that you need to shy away from. It's okay for them to have a big upset around it. In fact, you should expect the upset. Then you can take a moment to calm yourself before moving in, noticing what's going on for your children. Do I need to give them a few minutes extra just to finish things up? Or is this a good time now to, to, to end the screen time? And then you can absolutely set the limit. You can do so warmly and lightly with lots of love and lots of connection. And then it's absolutely okay to listen to the frustrations that come up, listen to the upset, listen as, as long as you need to, or as long as you're able to. Um, and then each time it's going to get easier and it's going to help your child move away from, uh, you know, be able to turn the screens off more easily with your support and with your warmth and with your understanding. Yeah, this is really hard. I find it hard too to turn screens off. Yeah, I really, really get it. And then if you can bring in some playfulness around it as well, and that works really, really well. And this is by doing this, by using this system, what you can do is really turn this this conflict time, this time of conflict into a time where um, you can actually connect well with your kids and you can they need a big dose of connection after screen time so that they can feel close to you again. They can move on and, and engage in other things. They can get their attention and their focus back. So um, bring it that they really need our connection at this time. And the more we can bring in our connection, then the easier it's going to be for them to make that transition. So I hope that you find that helpful. Uh, if you want, I've, I've spoken about some playful ideas um, there to end screen time. And, you know, play can be such a great way to support our kids with all sorts of parenting challenges. And what I have done is I've put together a wonderful cheat sheet. A, it's hard to say that a cheat sheet of ideas um, of how you can solve a whole host of parenting challenges through play. Um, I've got 12 different scenarios on there uh, to do with sharing, to do with sibling battles, to do with picky eating, getting out of the door on time. And um, whenever a, uh, a child prefers one parent over the other, if you're struggling with hair washing, I've got lots of different scenarios there to give you loads of ideas around um, supporting our children, uh, setting limits through play, building cooperation through play. So what I'm doing is I am happy to give that to you, but I'm going to ask you to do something for me, which is to leave um, uh, an Apple podcast review or to share my podcast um, on your Facebook or on a Facebook, a parenting Facebook group that you're active in, as long as that isn't breaking any of the group rules um, or share it on your profile and send a screenshot to me. And what I will do is I will send you my cheat sheet. Um, so you can send it to my email, which I'll put in the show notes as well, but it's hello at pamtheparentcoach.com um, and I will get that over to you. So thank you so much as always for listening and I look forward to talking to you again soon. Would you like to get your kids listening so you don't have to shout and instead you can start enjoying being a parent? Then pop along to my website, pamtheparentcoach.com or follow the link in the show notes to get signed up to my next virtual masterclass. See you next time.